Got something you're grinding on? You're listening to The Grind. 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And good Monday to you and welcome inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Carson Crouch as we grind it out here on a Monday edition. Carson, welcome in. A uh, long weekend. Uh, a lot of good sports to talk about, oh, yeah. but, uh, but man, it's Monday again. Yeah, I know, Monday, but hey, I'm happy to be on the grind and uh, makes Monday a better day. Sure enough, sure enough. I love the love the plug. Always fun. Uh, if you're if you're if you're out there and you're on your way home, do not get on Facebook Live. But if you're at in a in a solid state, like you're somewhere where you could watch, uh, we're on Facebook Live again. The Grind WKVL on Facebook, and uh, you can see uh, Carson's face and uh, and my hat. I don't. Yep. Because that's about all that's interesting about me. But uh, uh. <laughs> nonetheless, uh, nonetheless, I do change it every day. So if, if anybody if anybody wonders whether we we do these things in repetition, just check it every day. I'll change my hat will be different about every day. I think we've done six or seven of these things now. Different hat every day. Different hat every day. And hey, I that's think good I can. Though. How I many think hats I you could, got? I think I could go about about three more weeks. How many hats you got? All like all like work hats and like yeah like everything, everything you'd wear yeah. I, I'm kind of embarrassed, honestly. Maybe forty. Oh my gosh! And Are you serious? I, I'm pretty serious. I like, think I own maybe two. So I've got several of hats related to my my job, right. my work my right. work job. Then I've got uh, the grind hat. I've got probably like seven Tennessee hats. I've got a couple Broncos hats, couple Braves hats, couple Yankees hats. Couple Fox Racing hats, couple Columbia hats. Uh, I've got a uh, a Chase Elliott hat. I've got uh, Dale Jr. hats. I've got uh, Springfield Armory hats. I've got uh, Jeep hats. I've got uh, that's probably about it. Well, that is. Um, oh, I got some Under Armour, some Nike I, I'm hats. sorry, but I just I'm not into hats like you. I think that you should maybe start like a uh, hat, join a hat club or something. You know, I thought about it, but the problem is, is I like hats, but I have a really awkward like shaped head. Like the the only certain hats will fit. That's why I buy every hat that I like. Right. That fits well because it's like it may be two or three months before I find another one. Well, hey. I, I I'm I was I'm like that with shoes and clothes, so I can't really see say anything. I wish I was that way with shoes. I'm just too tight to be that way with shoes. Because yeah. if you you know shoes, to be like the freshy fresh, you got to drop like ninety buck fifty. You know, like it's it's not going to be an an easy out, right? Right. A hat. I mean, even like the the crimmed. Oh, I didn't even count my bucket hats, so I may be up somewhere near fifty. That hat's a nice hat, though. But, you got uh, on. Yeah, that's a that's a, a Richardson exclusive, straight from Pokies, right here in Maryville. But um, uh, I'll wow. say I'll say this. Uh, y- you know, um, total lost all train of thought. What were we talking? Oh, I we're said talking about hats. I said like a cream. They look, you know, like top notch hats, like thirty five, forty bucks. 
Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's all that like that's it's a really nice hat if you're putting forty into it. And you may you may or may not have some customization in that. Shoes on the other hand, I mean you're dropping a couple bills. Right. And so that's why I guess I've always shined away from uh from uh, from the the shoe game. Yeah. That and closet space. I mean that, that I'm I'm with the shoe game, so just gonna have to just a lifestyle. <laughs> oh wow, yeah, I gotta get a second job to pay for my J's. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, what about the weekend that was, man? Yeah. Uh, Alcoa claimed a region championship. Maryville claimed a region championship this past Friday. Uh, the the soccer team uh, didn't they? They punched their ticket, they did. right? They uh, beat um, Farragut. Farragut. Farragut beat Farragut. Well, Science Hill to make the okay. So they beat Oak Ridge to Here's uh, the scoop win. right here. Then they played Farragut last game of the season. That was just – it didn't really matter game. And then they beat Science Hill to go on to um, first round of state. So – So pretty much the most – pretty much it was a win or loss uh, against the Oak Ridge game. If we would have lost that game, we would have been done. So since we won, we got our ticket into state. So That's pretty epic, right? Yeah, I went to the Oak Ridge and uh, Farragut. Very good game. So you're all over the place. You, between you and Jude, like like Jude one day, I, I text him and I'm like, "Hey, I'm gonna swing by and drop something off or something." I can't remember. And he was like, "I'm going to the volleyball game, and then I'm going to the soccer game, and then I'm going to this practice." And and I'm like, "You're like you're are you are you that. on the uh, uh, what was I, I, I you know because Jude's into the political thing. Like yeah. Jude's Jude's like he's the next he he's gonna unseat Tim Burchett. Like that could happen." Like yep. it, it might happen, uh, and, and here's the deal. I told him I was like, "Hey, are you uh, are you going to enjoy these games, or are you going to uh, to politic?" And he he didn't respond. So I feel like I can take that either way I want to go. But uh, <laughs> but uh, but Maryville Maryville came out and, and again at Alcoa. We talked about them and Coach Iruli and I when we picked on Friday. Uh, there's not a whole lot of teams in three A that I'm going to pick against Alcoa. Uh, you know, you might as well just ride it in. That's that's kind of the way it goes. This week they've got a pretty good test. They're going to play Dobbins Bennett on Thursday night. Uh, I think that's a really good test for them going into the playoffs. But really, it didn't shock anybody uh, that they won their region, honestly. They, they've done so for several, several years, and uh, they're going to continue to do that. I, I mean, it's just – it is what it is. Alcoa plays a, a brand that's, that's a step up uh, from 3A football. Yeah, I mean, Alcoa – has got talent and uh, a lot of talent um, to beat these teams, and I think that they're really proving themselves. I mean, after that Maryville loss, it's pretty much been sweeps from then on, um, dominating each game and every game they play. Their talent is unreal, and uh, I uh, would not be surprised if I, if we see another state championship in Alcoa's hands this year. Yeah, they've uh, you, you want to know they've only allowed 15 points since they gave up 14 yeah. to the Red Rebels. So yeah, it's it's been a it's been a dose, if you will. But uh, yeah, Thursday night, Dobbins Bennett at Dobbins Bennett uh, will be a really good test for the Tornadoes in going into the three A playoffs. And and like I said, what I would uh, I'd like to call it the Tornado Invitational because honestly, you just you just wait on them to get there. Yeah. So uh, it is what it is. But they they claim yet another region championship. But a little bit down the road, again, everybody in Blunt County was on the road last week. It was kind of weird. Really? It's like everybody was out. But uh, Maryville goes down to Athens, takes on McMinn County. And, and, you know, that battle, I'm not going to lie to you, 
people ask me what I thought, and I said, well, I'm picking the Rebels till they give me a reason not to. That was kind of my, my mantra going into last weekend. But the more I watched that game, the more I said, hey, you know, this is a McMinn County team that's that's 8-0. They're 4-0 in conference play. They've got, they're scoring a ton of points. They're holding teams down. Even though I still like the, the, the opportunities that the Rebels brought, come game time, there, there was a little bit of impact based on, on COVID and tracing, and, and so there were some guys held out. The, the, basically, the, the complete starting lineup on the offensive line was out. And so I'm not going to lie, there was maybe about, give or take, about 45 seconds that I said, this could get rough. Mm-hmm. And, then, and, and then the game kind of changed, changed its tune a little bit. Honestly, what what were you thinking headed into that to that game Friday night? Um, I mean, I really expected, obviously, like you said, I, I wasn't going to pick against the Rebels until they shunned me not to, and that sums it up in my in my eyes because I look at them and they've beaten a team Alcoa. I think Alcoa um, could really really put a toll on McMinn County, in my opinion. I think they would uh, beat them more than what we did. Um, and I think that they're a good team. I think McMinn, I mean, all credit, I mean, credit where credit's due. They've, they've had a great season, and that was their first loss. But I think Maryville is too, too athletic and I think too, um, too good of coaching. I'm just going to be honest. Our coaching was superb this whole entire year, and I think we outcoached those McMinn. Um, I think it's the uh, Cherokees. The Keys. Cherokees, yeah. yeah. Keys, yep. But, yeah, I, I think going into it, I expected Maryville to win, but – I mean, I I knew it was going to be one of our toughest challenges. Well, here's the deal. You know, I, I called the game, of course, on our sister station, WGAP. But when when I was going through there, I'm like – and it never ceases to amaze me. The fundamentals of, of the, the Rebels really just shine out most most weekends. And, and it didn't – it happened down there in Athens, too. There was some penalties. There were some different things that, that was a little uncharacteristic. But, again, playing a lot of young guys for a lot of snaps against the ones that they're not used to seeing. But – you know, I think just Maryville's way of just, I don't know, just kind of ground and pound, like fundamental, we're going to run tempo because we've got more guys on the sideline than you do, and they just continue to do that. And ultimately, uh, halfway through the, the football game, their their Mr. All-World Jalen Hunt, I mean, he was having a good game, but he wasn't having a great game. Second half, he kind of exploited some things uh, once the, the lead got to where we were playing well into our bench. But uh, – you know, I'll be honest, uh, Maryville uh, almost had a, a full-blown shutout. The defense didn't allow any points. The the one, the one, the two points that, that McMinn actually had on the scoreboard was a, uh, a botched punt kind of over his head, just had to clean that up. But uh, I don't know. I, I thought uh, Jalen Hunt was something to watch. I thought at 5'8", 160, uh, he used every inch, every mile per hour, every everything he had to do what he could do for, for his football team. And it just – you can't win it by yourself, and 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 the rebels just kind of showed that. He, he they kind of corralled him, let him have his, and forced that quarterback to make an adjustment. Yeah, I think uh, he's he's one of the. I think he's the number one reason why they are where they are, and um, being eight wins. I think it is. He's a great athlete. I mean, he's if he was, he's a little undersized, but I think if he was a lot taller, I think offers would be coming in like no other. But uh, he is committed to Western Carolina, so, I mean, he's got that offer. He's just so swift with his feet, um, really athletic, really fast. He's a tough guy. I mean, he's too—he's just super tough to try to tackle, super tough to try to guard, just a, a guy that could be anywhere and play any position on the field. It feels like 
But well, he um, did play both ways most of the night. Now yeah, I think the Rebels yeah. kind of played to that card too. They they put him on. You know, I think he had to cover DJ most of the night, mm-hmm. and they ran him deep a lot just to try to keep him moving. And I think it was to wear those legs down and kind of get it going. But Jalen Hunt, albeit Mr. Ken Main stats, two hundred twenty nine rushing yards yeah i mean that's what everybody that's what he always has and i'm pretty sure the 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 rest of the team had minus seven yeah they couldn't it was tough they couldn't throw they couldn't pass i mean they had a they had a two wide receivers that were probably five six five seven so they were not very sized on the wide receiving standpoint but their offensive line now (laughs) huge big old man going to virginia tech um, I, don't, I forget. I think his number was 66 or 68, one of those. But that dude was one of the biggest dudes I've seen in a while. Yeah, yeah. But, the you know, the difference is is, is sometimes technique can go outside of weight, and they showed that a lot uh, this past Friday night. But if you look, uh, the games that, that kind of shocked people, I don't know if it shocked anybody, but Bearden's coming along. Uh, they, they beat Morristown West 49-20. to I think the margin was probably the shocking point over the – the actual victory. Science Hill defeated Dobbins Bennett. Dobbins Bennett was eight and zero coming into this game, and uh, actually picked Science Hill. And I, I just I want to raise hand on that one because I was like, the only reason I really picked it, I would have picked Dobbins Bennett, but Coach I really picked uh, Dobbins Bennett, and we had picked like everything the same. Yeah. So I'm like, gotta go opposite. Let's go with the Hilltoppers uh, being at Science Hill. I kind of like the way it went, and and, it, and out. it did, and they beat them by 21 So. Uh, let's just uh, chalk it up to luck. And uh, as Arnold Palmer said, the more you practice, the better you'll be. So maybe if I go against um, the the or the more you practice, the luckier you'll be. And so maybe if I continue to do that, am I? Are we? Are we making you sleepy? No, you're yawning. I yawned once. You're yawning. Tried to get him some caffeine. Yeah, caffeine's caffeine. usually what I drink, but hey. that's probably bad for you probably bad for you yeah. but uh anyway anyway william blunt headed to cleveland this this past friday night uh cleveland and uh, tito boyd uh they are four and five on the season after a 45 uh, to nothing victory over the governors uh just a just a tough out honestly um i think at this point in the season a lot of people are, are you, you know they're they're feeling the rigors of of a 10 game season and they're they're really sitting there and, and probably a little banged up a little beat up and uh, and quite frankly, going to their place, Bradley County, uh, the big boys. You talk about big boys, yeah. Bradley Central and uh, Bradley Central and 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 Cleveland, both in Bradley County, they've got two of the bigger offensive lines as a whole that I've seen in the in the years that I've been watching high school football. Yeah, some of these some of these high schools got some big old dudes. I'm telling you. Big big boys, but uh, nonetheless, Cleveland gets the best of the governors, forty-five to nothing. We talked about Alcoa's victory over GP, forty-three to zero. Again, that was a seven and one uh, Gallimer Pittman team, and just uh, no match for Alcoa. And then Maryville defeats McMinn County, twenty-one to two. Greenback gets a win, an actual on the field victory, thirty-four to zero over Midway. Their previous two wins had been by COVID win. Uh, Heritage played Ottawa tight, uh, but the Owls at their place got enough of uh, enough of luck to get get ahead of Heritage, defeat the uh, Mountaineers thirty one to twenty two. Kingston keeps their their number two seed hopes alive with a seven to six victory over Pigeon Forge. Did you hear how that game went down? 
No, I didn't. So I work with a lady whose whose grandson plays for Pigeon Forge. So I saw it through the eyes of Mamaw. Like this was grandmother edition yeah. one oh one. And uh, so what had happened was what how, the way it had happened was is it, it was scoreless through three. Wow. Zero zero. Lockdown. Like she and you know, again, people like points, right? Not a lot of defensive minded grandmas <laughs> yeah. out there. And uh so it was she said, it was zero zero through three, the most boring thing I'd ever seen. And she said, and then they score. They being uh they being uh Kingston, and it said, so Pigeon Forge gets the ball back, they drive down there, they score, but they miss the extra point. It's a tough out, right? Yeah. Seven to six. So that it's late in the game, got to make a play. So onside kick. Her grandson recovers the onside oh. kick. So, I mean, it's, it's on, right? Yeah, on. Get, Getting it happen. So they drive it down the field, get in field goal range, kind of stall out, kick the field goal. It's good. Penalty. Oh no! Back it up, kick it again. It's she said. If she said from where I sat, it looked good, but they called it no good. It must have just went left, or you know, went wide one way or another, and uh, they lose seven to six. That's that's got to be heartbreaking. That's tough. That's tough. Yeah. Um, I, you know, and, and the thing is, I don't have I don't have a dog in the fight, but I'm just like man, because that could have like the the swinging. Of that emotion right there, yeah. It it went from being like amazingly great, uh, you know, just came back, won a football game, and honestly, Pigeon Forge was in a position to where they win that football game. They may be the number two seed out of that district. Yeah. So anyway, they don't. Sorry. They lose seven to six. Tough out, and, uh, and and again, they fall to five and three. Kingston improves uh, to six and two, uh, but but really. That was kind of the the end of the the deal. Like the only other game, and and some people were shocked by this. Honestly, uh, I, I knew Catholic would wake up at some point. Catholic defeated Knox West thirty five to seven. I I don't know that I, it shocked me that they won. It shocked me that they won by that much. Yeah. But again, Knox West. I saw them on Rivalry Thursday several weeks ago, and uh, and there was there was options. I mean, there was ways to beat that team. And so I, you know, I just kind of chalked it up. But uh, Knox Catholic came into the matchup at, at at two and four, a tough tough road. Uh, but uh, Knox West was nine and zero. Oh. oh my gosh! And they uh, and they kind of got thumped on. They usually aren't that good. Well, see, Knox West has been good just the last few years because Lamar yeah. Brown. You know, he came from Morristown West and kind of came to Knox West, which was funny because there's literally a, a newspaper article that said uh, that that. Lamar Brown goes from west to west. Yeah. And I'm like, that's funny. There's probably a lot of different ways that could have been written, but you know what? That works. But uh, anyway, he he went over there and just kind of had to change the culture a little bit. Yeah. And uh, I think last season had their first 5 and 0 start ever. Well, this season did the same thing. Had their first 7 and 0 start ever this season. So yeah, so he's insane. building a little bit of a culture uh, there. And and honestly, when you haven't been there, when you haven't had to hold your, uh, you know, it, it's kind of like a boxer. You know, you, you got to defend that title, right? You've never been the hunt, hunted. You've always been the hunter. Right. Well, I think they're in that spot. They were like, oh, this is fine. We're 9-0. Like, it's fine. It's it's going to be, you know, we've squeaked a couple out this season. It's fine. We'll, we'll figure it out. Catholic yeah. didn't do that. No, they came in there ready to play. Well, and Catholic plays a tough schedule. They played that team out of Texas that I'm pretty sure – was the practice squad for the practice squad of the Dallas Cowboys. 
Oh, well, probably. Um, and, I mean, a they, few more Catholic injuries. Catholic scored the first 14. They were up 14 nothing. Yeah, and a few more uh, few more injuries on the Cowboys, and they may actually be the full-blown practice squad. Oh, my. <laughs> sorry, I had to get that in there. Yeah, that, that sorry, Mike McCarthy, but, oh, man, rough outing. <laughs> Mike McCarthy. Well, talk about retreads, man. That's just a that's a that's a story for a different day. Yeah, maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe Sounds tomorrow. Good. But uh, nonetheless, high school football is is rounding out. Could you believe? And one, you know, I talked about Maryville being affected by COVID. Uh, could you? Like, it shocked me that it took to week nine or game number nine for that to be a case. Yeah, honestly, it, you know, I think there had been some uh, some limitations through the through the season, but that was the first big big hit, hit. Right? yeah, big wave. And so, I, to that, I think that's kudos to the to the to the school system, to the coaches, to the players, just being about the business and and getting done what needs to get done. But now that they've got uh, you know a championship in the rear view, you know, now it's it's on to the next. Next goal, undefeated regular season. They've got Heritage this this Friday night at Heritage. Uh, Heritage actually doing a pre-sale tonight, five to seven p.m. So they're actually selling right now. If you uh, if you're watching on Facebook, you can ride out there, uh, buy your ticket to this Friday night's matchup. Heritage's senior night. I'm pretty sure. Uh, again, the Red Rebels coming to town, looking for a a undefeated regular season, uh, the the second in as many years, and uh, and looking really to. Uh, to position themselves uh, as that number one overall seed, I don't know that they can lose that now because looking at it, even if 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 things were to happen, stars were to align, Heritage wins this Friday night, uh, and Bradley wins, and and McMinn wins, uh, Maryville still has the tiebreaker. So yeah. I, I don't think there's anything any way to lose the number one seed out of Region Two. But uh, I was also looking. Looks like it's going to be Bearden or Science Hill there, week number one. Ooh. But uh, I'll. That's the only thing I'll say about it because if Coach Hunt found out I talked about the first week of the playoffs and we're not there yet, uh, I probably would get a talking to. Probably so. And probably well, well deserved. Be yeah. last week. Be hey, well, week. it's good to talk about it though. Can't wait for that. Yeah, here's the deal. Uh, when you've been there that many times, I think there's certain things you can believe in, and that's that's one of them. But you know, you know. Carson, let's let's take our break. First break of the day. Listen to these fine sponsors. The weekend has given us a lot to talk about. And the next thing on the docket, Big Orange. Uh, You see me wearing the hat I'm wearing because I want to talk about a couple things. One, Jeremy Pruitt said why he took the Tennessee job. Let's talk about that. He also talks about Tennessee closing the gap with the big three, Florida, Georgia, and Alabama. And then I want to talk about with you real hard questions where has he closed the gap? And then three, do we have what it takes to come out of the bye week and really uh, have, a, have a, a second half push the way we did a year ago? We'll talk about those things on the flip side of the break. It's orange all the way from here. You're listening to the Monday edition of The Grind, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. We'll be back. You don't want to miss it. Hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports.
biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming. But Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blount County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot, and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire, 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blunt County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610, and let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040. 
and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blount County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation review and assurance services. It's Whitlock and Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock and Company online at whitlockcpa.com. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is Sports Radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM. Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Carson Crouch as we fight microphones to try to get Carson some sound. Yeah, we were trying to get me some sound on this microphone for Facebook Live, but hey, technology, man. You know what? You know what? Is that is that any better? Like, I'm trying to, like, scoop my microphone over because, I mean, I'm pretty sure they're hearing me in, in like, Loudoun County, so... Yeah. I don't think I need I well, don't need an extra mic. I mean, I don't know. Maybe something's unplugged or something around here. We'll just have to figure that out. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you buy things on Amazon. I don't think um, I don't think I'm probably getting the the top creme de la creme. So, uh, but I think I'm getting a yes. That's a lot better. All right. Well, yeah, thumbs up. That's maybe. Good. I'll just keep it on here just in case it comes back on or something. Well, you know, I think uh, anything with cables is is just as good as the connection. So we'll uh, we'll keep on trucking, keep on trying. But uh, but Carson, as we as we jump to segment number two, and again, the more technology you add, the more chance you got that it's not going to work. But uh, you know, as we shift to segment number two, it's really Tennessee, and, and you know, I, I it's one of those deals. I kind of said it before, and I'll say it again. 
I'm glad we moved this thing to the afternoon because there's not a whole ton, a ton of nice things to say early in the morning. Uh, but I will say, as the days progressed, as as kind of I've had time to unwind a little bit and kind of think about it. You know, I think there's I think there's some things to be excited about if you're if you're Tennessee. You, you know what I'm saying? Like there's some there's some things to say. You've played Georgia, you've played Alabama. Granted, the outcomes haven't necessarily been very good at all. But but you've seen the emergence of some young players. Eric Gray is what he he is good as advertised. Yeah. He's a, he's a stud. Josh Palmer continues to be a really good player. Jalen Hyatt stepped up against the obviously the one of the tougher defenses he's seen all season, or at least Tennessee's seen all season, and he showed out. He had the speed to separate. He had he had kind of that world class speed as as they say, and, uh, and and so there was some things to be excited about. Things not to be excited about. There's still the miscues at quarterback, and and I don't. I, I think the most frustrating thing is the thing that uh, you know. The, the story is, the, the story that's being portrayed, not that this is being said, but it's what's being shown, is we don't have anybody better than JG. Yeah. And I think that's frustrating. If you're, if you're a Tennessee fan, if you're, if, you're a, if you're a Pruitt person, if, you're, if you have watched his recruiting and you, you know Harrison Bailey's there, you, you know JT Shrout's there, you know um, Brian Mauer's there, and we're still rolling JG out there because in in Pruitt's own words, he gives us the best opportunity to win. That's to me that's scary. That's that's a slippery slope in my opinion. Oh yeah, I mean I think you got seven seven thousand other quarterbacks on the bench, and you're telling me he's a guy that's going to throw picks all day long and turn it over as the best guy we got. Then that's a problem. I think, all in all, I, I think there's some better talent on that bench, in my opinion. I think that um, Harrison Bailey is going to be a bigger talent. I think the best thing we can do for Harrison, I think the best thing we can do for the team, because we're not winning with JG, I think is put him as much experience as we can get him on that field, especially playing against teams like Alabama and teams that are going to be a lot harder than what he might see if we play non-conference opponents when we don't even get that chance this year. So I think that playing other quarterbacks and doing things that to help find a new guy, because it's not working, Jeremy. It's not working. And I'm sorry he wins in practice, but who's he playing against? Yeah, yeah. unfortunately, he's playing against our defense, which is, is well, that's even worse. has some opportunities yeah. that uh, they could get better. I, you know, I thought, uh, you know – if you look at it, you know, I'm kind of going to flip it three ups, three downs. You know, I saw three really good things uh, from this this weekend. I thought Alante Taylor had probably one of his better games. I thought he really kind of matched up well and did some nice things. I, I thought Eric, like I said, Eric Gray is who he thought we were. But I'm going to go with the, the running back tandem of Chandler and Gray. I like what they were able to do. I thought the offensive line played well uh, this yeah. this week. Uh, and, and then Jalen Hyatt. I think those three pieces, those are three positives uh, to take from Saturday's matchup. All three of those against lesser competition, not the number two team in the country. Uh, I think we have a lot more success. The problem is, is he can run a great route. He can have earth-shattering speed, but it's about who's getting it to him. And so I think that's that's what in the bye week I hope is is decided. You know, in, in my in my, I don't know. It's not been a Jim Chaney thing to go with the young guy, and, and you know. So I think, uh, you know, at some level, uh, there, there's going to have to be a difference of opinion. 
but at the, at the same rate, I think what what we're doing now is not necessarily working. Uh, no. So we just got to change the game. Yeah, I think if it was, obviously we'd be winning. So and we're not. Well, we can't even beat Kentucky. They just lost to Missouri um, that we beat. So I think there's some miscues there. I think there's miscommunications everywhere. I think the play calling. I mean, I don't know what I don't know what to talk about with that. I think well, when you're going against Nick Saban, he reads you like a book if you're that bad at calling plays. But um, yeah, see, I don't think we I don't think we call bad plays honestly. Well, I think the execution I think, was. I think bad. I think it might have just been the fact that they were reading them and we just couldn't get anywhere. I think that might have been the it. thing is, is when you put handcuffs on someone, good defenses are going to key on that. You know what I'm saying? If he can't, if he can't throw this way, or if you give him a certain look, he's going to check this way. Then we're gonna, we're gonna, they're gonna eat him up. And and I, because the thing is, is like the deep ball. I thought he did a did a good job delivering that. But the problem was, is that short intermediate stuff that you that is pretty much second nature for even the the youngest of quarterbacks. Uh, we couldn't get it done. I mean, I think he's gonna have. I mean, he he's a college quarterback. I think he should have a couple good games here and there. And, I mean, versus Alabama, yeah, it's a lot better step up, but I think he's not proved himself to be a type of guy that we don't want to sit here and wait and get a, you know, in a normal 12-game season. We don't want to have a 5-6-1 season. We want an SEC championship. So we're looking for the guy to get that done, and I don't think he's that guy. And I don't think he's ever been that guy, but I think he might improve. Um, He might have improved a little bit. And maybe made some better reads, and maybe been some better passes. I think, yeah, that's that's one good thing about it. But I think there should be a little bit more trying to find somebody else. I think with Brian Maurer last year having a lot of experience before he had those two concussions, I think he played a lot better with his running ability and so forth. So I think Jared uh, had a lot better game than he did versus Kentucky. But I still hold my case, and I will to the end that I think we should maybe find somebody different. Yeah, and, and I'd be interested to see how practice goes over the next few days. Uh, Andrew Morgan says, quarterback coach change. I'd, I'd just be good if he would start coaching. Uh, I, you know, Winky's been one of those guys that I thought we pulled him in just for, for sheer recruiting ability, and, mm-hmm. and that's really not panned out. I think we might have gotten maybe one kid, one kid from the IMG Academy, and I, I, I couldn't even tell you his name if we have. But uh, – I'll say this. I'll say this. I, I don't think JG's not. I don't think he doesn't know the the. He. I don't think he doesn't know what to do. I think it's execution. I think it's it's the the on the fly thinking. That's the difference between being a really, you know, a fair quarterback and a really good quarterback. And I don't even think it's on the table anymore for him to be a great quarterback. So, uh, you know, I just think the ceiling, I think he may be bouncing off his ceiling a little bit. You know what I'm saying? He, he's physically got it. He, he probably has all the tools, can make all the throws. And in practice, when you know you're not going to get blistered, if you hold on to it too long, you're not going to get, you know, you're not going to get picked off and, and all of a sudden six points hit the other way in practice. I think it's easy to be good. Yeah, it is. You know, and I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm, you know, I could go down there and in practice, you know, blah, blah, blah. What I'm saying is, is if you have the, the physical ability and you can make throws, then practice is easy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I don't know if over the this week, if you make him live in practice and just flat out, just let him get his bell rung a few times in practice to see if, if that same tendency to make a bad yeah. decision shows up or what you do. And you know what? If he gets dinged up, if he gets hurt, then, then you go with the young kid. I'm not yeah. trying to say get him physically injured, 
But what I'm saying is, is you got to push those buttons in in practice that he's not losing in, to to see if if those same things are gonna gonna show themselves. I mean, if I wore a green jersey, you know what I'm saying. If I wore a no contact jersey, put me up against like the 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 steel curtain. Put me up against any any great defense you've ever thought of, because they're not gonna hit me. I don't care to extend a play. I don't care to roll the pocket. I don't care to 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 you know kind of try some things because I'm never going to get hit. And so I think if you look at it from that perspective and, and you don't you don't ever let him get rattled in practice, then how are you ever going to expose how are you ever going to let him see what he's going to do when he gets rattled if you never rattle him in practice? Yeah, I I think he I think I agree I agree with that. Um I think uh, practice, he might look a lot better. I mean, he's going against our defense, and like he said, there ain't nobody coming at him. And I think, yeah, he's been a little bit with pressure, and I think he's not as fast as we want him to be. He had a he had a good run. I think I saw uh, he kind of spinned around and kind of looked like a little bit of a Johnny Manziel type of play: spin, jump, hurdle, whatever he did to get the first down. He did it, and now. That's what I like. That's the Jarrett I wanted to see. That's the, oh, my gosh, five-star dual-threat quarterback coming out of New Jersey that I thought we were going to have. But I don't think he is that way. I think just in practice, maybe he's making 60-yard throws, and we just don't see it because there's no he's not worried about anybody coming because he can't get hit. So I agree with that. I think when he gets in that situation, I don't know if it's just the he's just timid. There's no telling. And he's had four years to figure it out, and I just I, I haven't figured out why he's he is the way he is um, to the to this day. Well, and I'll be I'll be completely honest with you, and I think I said this pre preseason. You know, even when we were going through spring, I'm like, you're you're watching Harrison Bailey, you're watching the next starting quarterback for Tennessee. And here's the deal: had, had spring football went through, I have no doubt in my mind Harrison Bailey starts game number one. No joke, no, no, no lie to tell. Especially if it was the regular season where we were going to play. Who was it? Charlotte. Think that. Yeah. It seems like it was so long ago when we had a regular schedule, right? Yeah. But you know, I think there was no doubt in the world, no doubt in my mind that he was going to be the starter should he get spring because he was going to show that he has the tools that he's physically ready. And then from there, it's about, you know, mitigating risk, you know, not putting him in a place to where he's throwing, you know, in front of a defender, across his body, across field on an, you know, at an angle to where, you know, passes can get jumped. But that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. You didn't have spring. You had a very limited fall. You had a lot of people out with COVID. You had a lot of people on quarantine, contact trace, whatever. And so you're having, you're having skeleton practices at best. And what do you do when you, you don't have a whole lot of film or you don't have a lot of experience doing something with the new guys? You go with what you know. And, and it, you know, it's kind of one of those, if you can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with. That's what that's why JG's still the starter. And at, now everybody's like, well, they just need to throw the new guy in there. And I, in, in some ways, well, in a lot of ways, I'm not going to lie to you. In a lot of ways, I'm like, yeah. I'd rather lose with him than win with JG at this point. Yeah. Because the thing is, you never can guarantee me that we're going to win with JG. He'll do just enough good things to to make you go, oh man, this is going to be one of those. Oh no, he just did that. Yeah. There's there's just you don't even. It's just a wild card. But but I gave you three. I gave you three ups. Do you mm. do you have any different ones like any good things that came out of this thing? I think the um, I think Eric Gray is you know, is a good good running back. I, I think, think he's, he's a really good running back, and I think on that Alabama defense, I think he was able to run 
fine. I mean, I but I think that's a, I think that's a testament to that offensive line. There's a couple of those those holes that I think I could get a few yards on. I maybe maybe I could get a touchdown off of them or something. Hey, but I, I agree. I think you could drive a truck through some of those holes. Mm. And I think the offensive line. I think that's one bullet point you could put. I think they played a lot better mm. and they played against an Alabama team that's always got yeah. NFL guys on every single position of the field, and they do. And I think Trey Smith he went down and then he went back in the game. And I think a lot of, like, Wanye Morris, Cade Mays, I think they played a lot better this game. And I think we had some I, I, we had some bright moments. And I think it, that defense, I think, just our defense, um, excuse me, is just, just got pounded that game. And, I mean, that, that offense, though, that Mac, Mac Jones is this, is this year's Joe Burrow. Is he not, like, just the junk? I mean, he is, like – Last year when he came in, when we kind of we kind of banged out, what was it? We knocked two out of the game or whatever. We knocked two out of the game. That wasn't the big injury, but that was the that was like the turn of the ankle, not going right. to come back. Da, yeah. Da, da. But yeah, and then Mac Jones comes in and he's kind of mortal last year. Like you're like, oh, this this guy's good, but he's not like real good yet. And then in the off season, they just figured it oh, out. I knew it was going to be that way. Yeah, and well, it always is. But we just want that guy. Like yeah. I just want that guy that just that wants guy to sits roll right in. there and can throw seventy five yards down the field and for a touchdown each single play. He's yeah. got the he's got the best percentage on deep routes in mm-hmm. the league. Well, it doesn't hurt when you have Jalen Waddle, uh, no. Mechie, and Devonte uh, Smith. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's, it's kind of it's it helps your cause. I mean, ask Joe Burrow. He's uh he he's finding out that uh, when all you have yeah. is AJ Green, uh, you can't get it done in the league. Yeah, Mechie so. Mechie had more wide receiving yards than the whole entire Tennessee team. Wow, wow, look at that. Yep. Yeah. That makes me feel really good. Seven receptions, 151 yards. Yeah, he took uh yeah. he took all of the uh, Jalen Waddle uh stuff out of the out of the the cupboard there. But Tennessee, uh Eric Gray, 19 carries, 57 yards, had an 11-yard long Ty Chandler, 10 for 37. Uh JG actually was in positive yardage, 3 carries, 22 yards. Brian Mauer scampered for 15 yards on a keeper himself. Jabari Small Five carries for eight yards late in the matchup. But the the tail of the tape, Jalen Hyatt, two catches, 86 yards, and a touchdown. Josh Palmer, four catches, 57 yards, and a touchdown. You you uh you probably saw right there uh, a tandem that they're going to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you know, it's going to be hard for de- defenses to cover both of those guys. And and I think you're, you're going to kind of see uh, some stuff moving forward to where y- that's your A-B. You know, you, you look and you say – is Jalen double covered or is is Josh double covered? If one of them's got single, go that way. Yeah, uh, you, you know what I'm saying. If they both if they've dropped in coverage and they've got both of them double covered, then give it to Eric Gray. That's well, that's what the Steelers are doing. Uh, they got Chase Claypool and uh, Juju, and they got to choose one guy to tight coverage because they're both insane. Right, and it leaves that one guy. Claypool kind of got shut down, though. That's what I'm Titans, saying. Well, so. it left Juju open. He got a couple yards, and they ended up scoring a lot. Right. Um, because Claypool, oh, my gosh, I'm telling you. what, a, what He's going to be the new had. dude, you, you think so? I think so. I think he's just he's just proven himself, and there's a lot of guys proving himself. But as we kind of ramble here, because, again, you, you know, Tennessee, and that's where the, the, the mantra of the show really shines through is because I'm just like any other fan. I'm sitting here and just wringing my hands going – I don't know what to do. Like, I don't yeah. know what to say. I don't know what to think. And the thing is, is nobody – I don't get a call. I don't get emails. I don't get tweets from CBS. The only thing I think of is what I think of. You know, we talk via Twitter, via text, what have you. But I'm sitting here and I'm like, what, what do you do? And here's what I thought today. And, and, 
And, you know, I have saw the, the, the rhetoric or whatever. You know, Jeremy Pruitt has more 20-plus point losses than Butch and Dooley put together, da-da-da-da-da. I, I don't put a, a ton of stock into that. You know what? You know why, you know, Saban pulls the, the breakup against Dooley and against Butch? You know why he pulls – why Kirby pulls the breakup against Butch or, or Dooley? He wants us to keep those guys. Yeah. He says, you know, if we if we throttle Jeremy, they'll they'll pull they'll knee jerk reaction the way they've done the last two decades, and they'll fire this guy. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think we should. And you know that that's what we need to do. So so these teams are like, if they can get on top of Jeremy Pruitt, they're blowing him out. Now maybe it's it's because they know late in the game Jeremy Pruitt's going to go for it on fourth down on his own side of the four, on, on own side of the field, and that kind of um, crazy slash you know, I guess determined is somewhat viewed as, you know, well, you better score every chance you get if he gives you the football short field score, you know. So, I, like I said, I don't, I don't know what to think, what to do, but I do know this. I do know this. The last season, we're very much at this same position. We had this same conversation. Where are we going to do? What are we going to do? How are we going to do? And, and at the end of the day, Jeremy Pruitt's got to answer that question. What are we going to do? How are we going to move forward? And how are we going to build out of what has been the mundane Jared Garantano? Yeah. Now, is that is that a renewed sense of purpose? Is that a simplified playbook? Is that all the things we've talked about the last few weeks? I, I don't know that we know that. But what I do know is is we got a bye week this week. I think you got to go back to square one. There's not another. There's not a team on our remaining schedule because again I don't know that Florida's going to play very much the rest of the season but there's not a team that I look that is the caliber of Georgia there's not a team on the schedule that I look and that's the caliber of Alabama now A&M and Florida are very good football teams but teams that are beatable they have very very they have weaknesses that can be exposed mm-hmm. Florida was exposed by A&M A&M was exposed by Alabama and so at that rate, you know, I think you just you just look at those films and kind of build out of this. But I think I think it goes even closer than this. You got to worry about Arkansas. Arkansas is a good football team. They're tough. They're they're playing hard. They're playing gritty. And so at this rate, we just got to we can't say, well, how are we going to finish out? That that's not a discussion at this point. It's can we beat Arkansas? My answer is yes. The team that played Alabama this weekend can beat Arkansas. But the team that that lost to, to Kentucky, I don't know that we win another game. It's just my I, opinion. I, I think it's a good point, and I think it brings us into that. And I think you look at the season, and like you said, you know, I don't think we're. I think Georgia's better than Florida, and I think Florida's the best one on our schedule left, in my opinion. And I think yeah, they could cause some problems. But I think you're making a good point when you say we played better in the Alabama game because I think it's improvement, and I think it's a step forward. And going to that Jeremy Pruitt thing, I, I think Jeremy Pruitt's been the guy. And I think under Nick Saban, he knows how to win. He's been here, and he's with a team right now that's got a struggling quarterback, and he's making decisions that I think he thinks is best. And I know everybody's going to have a different opinion. That's how it is with everything. So I'm just I'm, I'm ready to see how we play versus Arkansas. I wish it was this week. I, I mean, I know we need that. I know we need this by week, but I just want to see us play Arkansas and see where we're at because. When we played versus South Carolina, when we played versus Missouri, I, I really had high hopes. 
Well, I, I think I think if you look at it, Jeremy Pruitt after the Alabama loss, he, he straight up, uh, you know, pretty much threw one to the fan base. He said, "I understand the passion, the energy, and expectation of Tennessee football." He said, "When I took the job, I knew exactly where it was, exactly." Okay. He said, "Which is why I wanted the job. I wanted the job because I wanted to get it to where it's supposed to be." It's a hell of a challenge. I'm glad I took the job. I'm excited about being here. I'm not discouraged. And he said, the people in our program are not discouraged, and I know where our program is headed, and we'll get there. And, and you know, talk's cheap. You know, but I think I think at the same place, between a rock and a hard place, you've heard that before. Well, here's the deal. We got a rock on campus, and, and that locker room's a hard place. Yeah. And so I think Jeremy Pruitt's got to make some decisions. He's got to, you know, in, in my book – He's got to come out of that uh, that uh, Will Muschamp uh, road that he's on, in my opinion. He is on the very similar road of Will Muschamp at Florida, a defensive-minded head coach that wants his hand in every aspect of the football game. I think he needs to let Jim Chaney coach. I think he needs to let you know the offensive side of the football take care of itself, and Jeremy Pruitt needs to worry about stopping everybody from scoring. Jared Garantano probably going to get you 14 points a game. Yeah. The problem is, is we need to not give up forty points a game. Right. You yes. know, it's, yeah. Hold them. Just hold them to almost and, nothing. And so the 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 difference is going to be how does the bye week impact us? If we come out against Arkansas and we're just as flat as we were against Kentucky, then all was for naught. Hold on to your britches because it's about to get rough. But if if we take what we can, like I said, get JG either get JG to a point to where he can manage the offense the way you need it to run or get him out of there. Point blank, end of story, over and done with. But you know yep. what? Uh, that's decisions we ain't going to make. We're just going to have to talk about what is made and how, yeah. it, how it washes out. But, uh, but Carson, let's take a l- really quick break, listen to these great sponsors, and when we come back, uh, we're going to – I don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to do something uh, to finish up what's Already. been a crazy, Sounds crazy good. Monday edition of The Grind. But we'll be back. You don't want to miss it. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make. And it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. 
Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work? Or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire, 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. Got something you're grinding on? Give us a call at 865-983-4310. Now back to the grind with host Wayne Kaiser. 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Carson Crouch as we grind it out here on a Monday edition. If you're watching on Facebook Live, we are full-blown like doing surgery here on our Facebook Live. I've I've got all these cords. uh, I've got these cords unplugged trying to find Carson some sound. And you know what? At this point, it's not working. Yeah, well, only about three minutes ago so we'll we'll figure it out next time we get a d carson's gonna we're gonna we're gonna call a a replay tomorrow carson's gonna come back in tomorrow we're gonna talk uh the rest of college football we're gonna talk uh nfl uh we're gonna talk all the things that were and uh we'll have monday night football to talk about too as as it'll kind of close up tonight but uh uh as we we kind of got about two minutes to go two things to kind of teaser into the tuesday one what about dk Metcalf? yeah like, do you think he's got to, you know, he's got to register that, you know, maybe put tags on him? Because, I mean, he was a Mack truck. Well, I mean, I've seen pictures of this guy. This guy is a full-on man. I mean, he is huge. I think he could play any position on the field with his strength. And he's so hard to bring down. His hands are insane. It's crazy, though, because he was in the free agency for so long and nobody really took a chance on him. And thank goodness the Seahawks did. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and and you know what? That's a, that's just a really good fit. You know, he's uh he, he's physically, I mean, gifted in a lot of ways, and then uh, uh, he showed it last night. And I love that's the heart side of the NFL that that you don't get. So that's why I really like uh, what he was able to put on display uh, there last night. But you know what? Um, we'll see, we'll see. But a lot of NFL to talk about tomorrow. Titan Steelers. Uh, talk a little bit about how our Broncos, because Carson's a Broncos fan with me, and uh, and how they did not show uh, very well this week. And then ultimately the Battle of Ohio that uh, a lot of people talk about, but I'm not real sure why. But uh, Joe Burrow and uh, 
<laughs> Joe Burrow and uh, and Baker Mayfield battled it out, and uh, and Baker really, you know, and it, yeah. he, uh, he he showed again why uh, he's he's just special. He's, he's on and off. I'm telling you, he's a he's a really good quarterback, and a lot of people give him a hard time when he has one mess up, one bad game. It's 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 a storm to him, and I think he's a really good quarterback. I think they need to stop giving him such a hard time because he really shows how how good he is and how how um, big of an asset he is to the uh, Cleveland Browns. <laughs> yeah, well, he they need assets mm-hmm. uh, to try to trade away. OBJ's injured, uh, so we'll see how that shakes out. Antonio Brown to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, it wasn't our guess. Too but. much stuff to talk about for an hour-long show. But you know what, Carson? The time has run out. It is. It's go, it goes by fast every time, huh? Yeah, don't miss top of the hour as we get the replay of Saturday's sports page live from Blue Tick Tavern, and they, uh, they replay it here on Monday. So, again, check that out tonight, but check us out tomorrow, 5 to 6. But if you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and, yes, grind on. <laughs>